Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, all right. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, and we are here. 23rd day of September 2022. My name is Nick. Everybody, it's Big J. Yeah! Take your bow. I don't, I don't, I don't bow. I curtsy. Oh, all right. Like a man. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Friday. Hopefully you've got a decent weekend full of plans all lined up, ready to go. You've got the family returning, right? Yeah, they're, uh, later, they're still, they're in flight. I think they get a couple hours until they land at LAX. They left at 10 o'clock last night. Yeah. So, uh, they left on, uh, on, on Friday to get here to Friday. Yeah. It is a weird. It's a weird thing, man. It's Traveling to Australia is strange because they're so far ahead of us that they're a day ahead, and then they travel back in time. Yeah, it's Back to the Future, man. It's crazy. Well, Back to the Past. Either way, uh, they're going to be home here uh, tonight, and I'm super excited. I have felt like a rudderless ship. Did, uh, did you ask for anything to be brought back from Australia, no. or is it just like it's not worth the customs headache? And you just don't bring anything. No, back? I don't. There's. Uh, she asked me, and I'm like, I can't think of anything that you know. I just, I don't know. I don't think that there's anything Australianness, except for maybe an Australian hat. But I've got one of those. You do? Yeah. Are you calling your wear. cowboy hat? Uh, as an no, Australian no, hat? no, no. The kind it's it's uh, it's. it's you got like a safari hat kind of thing, like a like a. Like, it's a boonie hat, okay. but they call it uh, an Australian because it clips on the top, like it snaps. And so, so half of maybe you've seen like uh, some of those hats. I understand what you're saying. Yes, okay. Yes. What? Why do you have that? I don't think I've ever seen you wear it. Yeah, I don't. Because uh, I'll tell you why. It's too small for my damn head. Oh, okay. Well, why did you get it to, just because it was cool? Because at the time, it wasn't too small for my head. My head has grown. Oh, you're, you're well, Barry Bonds. The more hair I have, the more you know, less a hat fits on me. It's really frustrating. <laughs> I have, I think, a ginormous skull, and I like hats are hard to fit on me. Yes, you do have a very big head. Uh, let me confirm that. In case you are curious what we're up to today, that is simple, my friend. It's the final day to qualify for our Aftershock VIP trip. Uh, you see, because Adam's going to draw the grand prize winner later today after he has an opportunity for the very last chance to qualify. So if you want to get in on this drawing that we're going to do later on today, you're going to want to tune in at 7.30 for Aftershock for Aftershock. It'll be your last chance on this very show to qualify for that. That's on the agenda. We have some tickets to give away today. Trivium, Candlebox. Glorious Sons, Aaron Jones, all on the agenda for today. Big J's got a What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. Maybe Lounge at the End of the Universe fun today. So we have ourselves a Friday show. We are happy as hell that you have come along for the ride. We should get started with some music. Our friends The Offspring going to kick things off this morning. This has gone away here on The Morning After on The X. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's... Game day, Big J, for your Boise State Broncos. They are taking on UTEP later on this evening in El Paso, Texas. You ever been? El Paso, Texas? No, I can't say that I have. Driven through, never stopped. But uh, that's where they're going to play tonight. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. You can find the game on CBS Sports Network. If you're looking for it, all the hot weather that was here apparently is down in El Paso. It's going to be about 91 degrees around kickoff and humid as hell down there. So... Uh, maybe that will play a factor. We will see Broncos heavily favored in this matchup coming off of a victory in the home opener. What do you think happens in this game tonight, Big J? Uh, gosh, I hope a lot of ass kicking by BSU. You think they get the offense figured out? Um, I don't know. Probably not. Third game, I mean, you know, there's a lot of questions. We'll see. Let's just focus on getting the run game going. It's, it's the fourth game. Oh, is it the fourth game? Yeah, they're two and one heading into this game. That's right. I forgot about that first game. Um, the loss. You know, it's funny, but Bronco fans—they don't want to be a ground and pound kind of team. But I mean, that's the team that it should be. And and I think that you—they need to focus on running the football first. 
Yeah, it, the, I mean, it's if only because the offensive line has proven that it's not exactly picked up pass blocking stuff. So they're going to need some help. Uh, we'll see how it all goes down. I like the Broncos big tonight. We'll see if they can, you know, put up a 50-burger, Big J, baby. What do you think about Whoa. that? Huh? We'll see. We will see. Jazz uh, fire sale continues, Big J. They traded Bojan Bojanovic to the Detroit Pistons in exchange for two people you've never heard of, Kelly Olnick and Sabin Lee. Of course, uh, Utah's second-best scorer last season, 18 points a game, now a member of the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the Jazz probably don't have anybody on the team anymore you have heard of, would be my guess, as they continue to get rid of every asset in favor of... I mean, they have a ton of draft picks coming up, though. That's the catch. They, they, it's gonna, they're in full rebuild mode, but it's not like they were doing anything anyway. So, I mean, I guess I don't necessarily blame them. While it would be frustrating to be a Jazz fan and see all this talent go away... You know, like, even with that talent on your team, you were, what, sixth best team in the West? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you couldn't do anything come playoff time. So, I uh, might as well see if you can't get some, you know, players in the draft coming up that change a franchise. Donovan Mitchell, by the way, he got more play on uh, Thursday Night Football last night than Ozzy did during the performance uh, when they did that uh, other game. Amazon probably positioning for an NBA contract would be my guess. There was a Thursday night football game, uh, by the way. Uh, it was the Browns and the Steelers. Browns ended up winning 29-17. Game was a little bit closer than that final score indicates because there was a fumble on the last play that Cleveland took for a touchdown or recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. That was basically a botched, uh, you know, kind of hook and ladder play that didn't go anywhere. Uh, they were down more than one score anyway. It wouldn't have mattered if they figured it all out. But that meant it was like a backdoor cover for the over. Uh, it was crazy crazy and then Najee Harris got credit for that fumble on the final play of the game so that was negative two points in fantasy on a completely pointless uh, play so there were a lot of frustration happening last night uh, if you're a Steelers fan or uh, have a Steeler on your fantasy team or were betting money that the Steelers defense and the Browns defense would battle to under 40 and a half so I can understand the frustration but it was uh, the game was all right I mean you know not a lot of offense there were some good plays by the Browns but you got yourself kind of like a, a low-scoring Thursday night football game for the most part last night uh, that uh, that had a couple of, you know, you, Mitch Trubisky run offense, 200 yards for the year kind of stuff. It wasn't exactly. Yeah, I hope you're not weren't expecting some sort of huge offensive. But did you see that George Pickens catch? Yeah. That was great. I mean, it was very much like Odell Beckham's one-handed backyard, back kind of he stretch He almost did catch. it a second time. It was I mean, nuts. That, that second catch, I mean, he almost had that, which would have been a touchdown, probably would have changed this whole game outlook, outlook. But, man, yeah, that's something. He is a very good player. If they ever have somebody that can throw him the ball, it could be a dangerous combination. Uh, we all are hearing uh, that, uh, that House of the Dragon is incredibly successful for HBO and HBO Max. And that's true. But Game of Thrones is still more popular than House of Dragon, which is incredible. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, data shows that HBO Max users watched about 909 million minutes of Game of Thrones during the week of August 22nd, but only 741 million minutes of House of Dragon. So they're watching more Game of Thrones still than House of Dragon. So a reminder that as successful as you think it is, still older stuff is more successful. But does this play in the fact that there's more of it for people to watch and i'll give you an example of this is that my uh my oldest uh, maddie and her girlfriend adara adara's never watched game of thrones and so they're big into this new you know the dragon thing or whatever it's called right house of the dragon so they're re-watching game of thrones in order to catch up to it like binge watching all the whole entire eight seasons why they would watch the final season, I don't know. But maybe that's the reason why. Could very well be. But I think that the point of it is, it's, you know, because don't forget that, that House of the Dragon is yeah, a prequel. It's, you don't have to know anything about Game of Thrones to watch House of the Dragon. I, yeah, I don't think that matters. I think people probably well, I'm just would saying, like, like, but as a prequel, it sets you up for the story of Game of Thrones. So if you want to, you know, go in order, 
it's house first then game but i understand what you're saying yes there certainly is more content out there for people to watch therefore there may be more numbers by default but i think that's still pretty either impressive or uh, either you can take it as a compliment to the house of dragon that's getting people into game of thrones so they want to get to watch it or you could just say ah, people just like game of thrones better well think about that number how many million minutes did you say that house of dragon has uh 741 there's only how many episodes like five episodes uh, I do not know that answer. Well, it was the week of August, so it was even less at that particular okay, point. We're talking so about a month ago. That's a crap ton of minutes just for a couple episodes. Yeah, no, it's doing so. okay. It's doing okay. I mean, it's I, still, uh, as far as streaming goes, it's in the top 15. So there's uh, a bunch I, of streaming I, I, more. There's part of me that really wants to see it because the kid's like, this is really good. And I'm like, yeah, but you stop watching stuff at the, at the click of a dime. You know what I mean? Like I said before this series premiered, Game of Thrones was really good for six and a half seasons. And then it went sideways. I'm not going to put in that kind of time until it's some, uh, somebody can guarantee me that this thing's not going to oh, fall yeah. off a cliff somewhere. Like Game of Thrones. <laughs> you might did. have a ways to wait, I, I guess. That's okay. I, and I, I, but I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. It's the long game for Nick, yes. everybody. When it comes... Listen, they it wouldn't be had they not screwed up Game of Thrones so bad. I understand that. I'm so, not complaining about your uh, approach I'm saying here. that's that's the category they put themselves in. I didn't want to make it a long game, but I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna invest all this time and then walk away going, what a waste of my life that time with Game of Thrones was because the story wrapped up so poorly. But I will give it the benefit of the doubt. I know it's, I've heard good things about it as well. But yeah, I'm gonna play the waiting game on that one. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> That is Metallica. That is sad but true here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Can I do a very, very late, but I, I guess there's no timetable on recommendations? Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you enjoy these type of games, but I'm talking right, about uh, RPG games. Okay, well, I mean, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online is kind of an RPG game. Yeah, I guess it, I mean, you know, while you can't really, uh, I guess, increase your skills or, you know, kind of decide which kind of character you're going to be, it definitely has that kind of feel to it. You're absolutely right. Uh, and, and I've never really, I guess, gravitated towards those games. I don't know what it was, but I, I haven't it's been a, a real big fan of, like, <laughs> fantasy games in that particular realm. That kind of stuff never really interests me, but... During the pandemic, I got caught up in it because I think it was so time-consuming. It was one of those deals where I could just turn my head off and, like, go into this game and play it for whatever. And I really got into playing through a ton of, like, super long, very, you know, into it, RPG in some ways fantasy. And so I got into that kind of stuff. But uh, recently, you know, I'm a member of that PlayStation Plus plan, which is essentially yeah. like the Xbox, what's it called, Game Pass. And yes. so it's got a bunch of free games for YouTube stuff and a bunch of classics and stuff from the archives that maybe you haven't played and I was going through there and I was looking through RPG games just because I wanted to give myself something new and like six months ago uh, through Ubisoft the two South Park video games that came out uh, became available for free. Oh, I think I remember, yeah. Stick of Truth and the Fractured But Whole are the name of those two. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and I remember when they came out, and I was like, oh, it's cool, South Park has a video game. And I was like, oh, it's an RPG, I don't want to play. And so I downloaded them, and I, 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 in my infinite wisdom, looked something up. I think I looked at the release date or something on the screen, and it told me that, that the Fractured But Whole came out first, and then the Stick of Truth came out. And so I played... The fractured but whole first and uh and loved it like loved it but to the point where it was it was to the detriment of the stick of truth because i wanted to play them back to back and then right after i finished the fractured but whole i played stick of truth i started it but it was clearly the older of the two games and so it wasn't quite as put together yeah. if you will and so right away i was like uh and so i put it down but i finally finished uh the stick of truth last night and i will say I had so much fun playing these stupid games uh, because they're like episodes of South Park. You know, they're very right. vulgar. They're very juvenile. There's a lot of fart humor. There's a lot of swearing and stuff in it. But 
Uh, it was fun. It was entertaining. It was a different kind of RPG. It's a perfect send-up. The Stick of Truth is a great send-up of usual RPGs, kind of making fun of Game of Thrones. And the Fracture But Whole is a hilarious send-up of, like, Marvel worlds and superheroes and creating that kind of world. So if you're into it, give it a chance. And, by the way, I think Stick of Truth came out in 2014. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah, and, uh, and, and The Fracture But Whole came out in, like, 2019. So, again, I'm very late to the party on these, but I thank PlayStation Plus for making them free as I finished them both officially last night. I had so much stupid fun playing these games that I wanted to recommend them to you. Even if you're not into RPGs and you maybe you're like a South Park fan, you'll totally dig these kind of things. It just takes a while to get into it and get used to the gameplay, but once you do, it's a blast, and they're fun, and they're funny, and they're entertaining, and they're not too, too long. They're not your normal RPG, which takes you weeks. You can knock these out in a couple of days if you play them, but they're fun and funny, and I wanted to recommend them. So I know you're not into it, but maybe if you've got, like, nothing going on, I bet you they're available on Game Pass, because usually the stuff that's on Game Pass is on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, usually uh, I don't plan on playing any other game ever on PlayStation <laughs> other than uh, Grand Theft Auto. I don't think you have to. You could probably play this one on uh, on. But hey, man, I'll Xbox. check it out. You I'll can see, try. I'll see. I'll, I'll watch a couple videos and see if I'm into it. It's fun and funny, and uh, and it's a good time. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J will give you what you're gonna do. Fire me song of the day. That's coming up next on the X Rocks. After. That is Chevelle, that is the red here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is time for Big J to spit in the face of authority. What is your what you're going to do yes. fire me song of the day? Exactly. Uh, how about some brand new avatar for everybody to hear? Uh, how about this? This song is called Valley of Disease. All right, here's Big J's song. You'll find out why next on the X. As if you need to explain yourself, Big J, but that is your What You're Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. Why'd you pick it? Because uh, it's awesome. It's a brand new Avatar, and uh, I'm guessing, like, they just announced a new tour over there in Europe. Um, it's called uh, the Dance Devil Dance Tour. I'm gonna guess that's the name of the new album. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we'll probably get news of that at some point. And this is, I'm guessing, like, uh, the fan track that band releases. Avatar has done that in the past, yeah. released, like, a harder song first so that the uh, the fans can enjoy that new music is coming, and then uh, they do something down the road that's like, hey, buy your album. Yeah, to me, there's no categorization here. Uh, Avatar is just Avatar, whether uh, it's a slower song or uh, a medley song, whatever. Uh, it's damn awesome, and uh, I'm here for it. Love the guitar work in it. It's good to have him back. The world's a better place with new Avatar in it. Agree or disagree, oh. Big? Jay. Totally agree. Running after with Nick and Big J. Big J, can I interest you in some LSD? No. Huh? No, thank you. What's the matter, Big J? Scared? Listen, if a doctor prescribed it to me, because I know that it's being used in some forms of mental health uh, type of thing, then maybe maybe I'd be into it. Yeah, because uh, as a matter of fact, you're one step closer to that exact thing, because as of today... A clinic in Miami has officially started the first federally approved trial testing for LSD as anxiety treatment. Recent research on hallucinogens suggests that small doses could help with some mental health issues like anxiety and PTSD. The Center for Psychedelic Research in Miami Lakes will use a pharmaceutically optimized form of LSD in their trials. Those phrases frightened me. What does pharmaceutically optimized mean? Like, it's superly highly concentrated? That's almost what it seems like to me. I, I would say that this isn't like, oh, hey, just uh, lick this tab or whatever, uh, however LSD used to be administered. Uh, I don't know exactly. Oh, I've you never mean like it. this isn't a, a clinic full of your creepy uncles that are deadheads that <laughs> right. want to give you some paper to lick? I'm guessing probably not. It's more like, a, you know, the professional, what they would, you know, do in a... I don't know. I would, th you know, when you say that pharmaceutical, I would think like a pharmacy or, you know, like a, a fancy doctor's office versus what you might see in Stranger Things, like they're administering to their patients that <laughs> no. are eventually going to become. The pharmaceutical part of that phrase is the the least amount that I'm worried about. I don't know what pharmaceutically optimized means. I'm What I'm wondering is, is it really, really hard and heavy doses of this stuff or are they just going in light? I'm guessing it's more control than that. Well, listen, so. it's not the first time our government has tested with LSD. So uh, they're pros in this particular world. How much they're giving yeah. them for anxiety, I do not know. But the trials are underway to see how it does with people who have mental health issues and see if it's a good thing 
And it might be a great way towards destigmatizing LSD. Yeah. Come find out if you could be a super soldier. Now, That's not going to be part of the advertising campaign. No, no. I don't think LSD is involved with the super soldier serum. <laughs> but uh, I wonder, is that now... Listen, I don't want you to incriminate yourself because you're long past the point of getting in trouble because you're uh, clean and fresh and wonderful no, now, I'm, Big J. But have you ever messed around with LSD? Oh, God, no. No, not at all. Nothing mind-altering no. you've messed around with? Psychedelic stuff? Never. Yeah. Uh, so if you're into it or you want to keep an eye out for it. I mean, it, not that I'm not open to it now. Clearly, you said as long as it was prescribed by a doctor, you take whatever they gave you. You shove it right down My your My doctor gullet. keeps saying, I got a pill for everything. <laughs> he does whether, whether you should take it or not is another thing. I mean, uh, it's the first thing he said to me. I know. We, we share the same we doctor. We do have the same doctor. It's weird. I'm sorry, people, but it's true. Uh, which means, yeah, there's lots of stuff going on there that, that we have shared, which is weird and intimate. And, uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to keep an eye out for it, it's obviously going to take a little while for these trials, but some information should be forthcoming. It's been an interesting couple of days if you're a Boston Celtics fan. Uh, here's what we know. Celtics last night announced that it had suspended a second-year coach, Ami Aduka, for the entire 2022-2023 NBA seasons for what they're calling violations of the team's code of conduct. Now, a day before, somehow The Athletic got a story uh, about the Celtics suspending the head coach for a year because he had an improper, intimate, and consensual relationship with a female member of the team staff. Now, uh, I'm is not married. Uh, I do not know about the person that he had the consensual uh, relationship with. But apparently, this is not something that the Celtics are a fan of. Now, there's all sorts of awful rumors and stuff that are going around that is weird. But it has really kind of shown a spotlight on, like, why this stuff is out there, I guess, is my point. Unless there, I mean, number one, unless it was an inappropriate or non-consensual <clears throat> relationship mm -hmm. between two consenting adults, that's where I feel like you could get in trouble for it. But the other part of it is, if it if it is non-consensual, why is he still part of the team? If it is consensual, why is it anybody's business, and why is it a suspension kind of thing? And all these things, the team isn't answering. They're just saying a violation. But The Athletic had this story before it came out, and it's just weird. It's weird. Yeah, based especially around everything else that's going on. Right. Right. It's a it's a very strange story. Why it's out there, how it got out there, uh, why it's a punishable offense. These are all things that that I don't think we're ever going to get answers for. But it, it's not a good look for the head coach. It's certainly not a good look for the organization uh, coming off of a finals appearance. And all sorts of weird stuff is going on in the Celtics organization. That's for sure. Assistant coach Joe Mazzula was named interim head coach of the Celtics for this season, and we'll see what happens going forward. Browns 29, Steelers 17 last night on Thursday night football, and you got a week full of football games coming up this uh, Sunday that you can enjoy in the NFL. And believe it or not, Vince Gilligan is not done with television. Better Call Saul co-creator Vince Gilligan is reuniting with Rhea Seahorn, star of Better Call Saul, for an Apple TV project that is yet to be untitled. Apparently, it is a drama. It received a two-season straight-to-series order from the streamers, so they want to be in the Vince Gilligan business. That much is clear. And having Rhea Seahorn come along for the ride, who is fantastic in Better Call Saul, is not a bad thing at all. But nobody knows what the show's about. They just know that all you need is Vince Gilligan's name on something, and you can get a show made these days. Must be nice to have that kind of power. It's like Big J kind of power. <laughs> Question is, what is he going to do with it? Good or bad things? But so well, far, he's going to do with Big J stuff. Good. <laughs> Vince Gilligan has been pretty good at creating television shows. I'll give him that. I don't Mo know. Name one. Uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, better call some. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> There's a Pearl Jam for you, Dissident here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are down to the last day to get qualified for our VIP trip for two to Aftershock, but you have to figure out Aftershook for Aftershock in order to get qualified. We have a gentleman on the phone named Sam that's going to give it a shot this morning. Good morning, Sam. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? We're hanging in there, man. Happy Friday. We sure would like to tap off this week with getting you qualified for the Aftershock Festival trip that we're going to give away later on today. We're going to replay that montage that you heard over the phone and see if you can't figure out at least one of the three bands that are featured here. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Here we go. 
Sam, all you need is to tell me one of the three bands featured in that clip, and you are qualified. Did any particular one stick out to you? Evanescence. That's one that I recognize. Is yeah, absolutely, man. Sam, you are officially qualified for that drawing later today. Congratulations, brother. You did hear Evanescence. Everybody's Fool was the last song featured there, so congrats. You are in the drawing, Sam. Good job, my friend. Hold on one second. We'll get all the information that you need in just a second. What were the other two songs featured in that clip? Oh, uh, yeah, some STP in there. Uh, Vaseline, I think, was a song. And then Prong, Revenge, Best Served Cold. What a great song. Prong going to be at Aftershock Festival as well. You bet they are, and you've got two more chances to get qualified for that VIP trip. We take care of your airfare, we take care of your lodging, we give you VIP passes for all four days of the festival. All you have to do is get qualified. And at 12.30 today with Jason Drew, 5.30 today with Adam, your last chances to do exactly that. We're going to go to hell. It's happening next on the x Rocks. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Headed to Atlanta for today's We're Going to Hell story where the players play, Big J. Yeah! And uh, have you ever been to Atlanta, Georgia? No. It's a fairly large city. I want to. Uh, Really? What do you trust? You want to see the home of Coca-Cola or CNN? Big Dave's Cheesesteaks. Is that an Atlanta thing? Yeah. Where did you hear about it? Uh, The internet. Social medias. I mean, these cheesesteaks are One of your many food blogs that you check out in the video? Oh, man. Right. Well, I mean, some people want to go to Atlanta for the culture and the the the. the you know, I would say it seems to be a part of the culture there. So others go for cheesesteaks, which aren't even famous in Atlanta. It's a Philly thing, but nonetheless, uh, Atlanta has got a bunch of very large buildings in downtown Atlanta that are essentially condos. You know, high rises and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're very very expensive. And this is a story that is, I don't know, pretty gross. I'll put it that way, but. It'll make you think twice when you're walking outside and you feel like drops of rain and then you look up and you're like, there ain't no clouds anywhere, man. Where the hell's that rain coming from? I don't know. I'm on my day. That has what what has been happening around a particular Atlanta sky rise for the last couple of weeks. People that are downstairs walking their dogs or whatever would feel drops of rain. Uh, so much so that they're like, man, I don't know if there's a leaky air conditioner up there or something, but it doesn't seem like it's raining. Skies are blue. Blue skies smiling at me. I don't see anything. And then they found out, Big J, that sure enough, it's not rain. There was a gentleman named Mercedes New that lived in a high-rise and apparently had started to get a reputation for repeatedly walking around naked on his balcony and then just urinating on the sidewalk below, Big J. What? Yeah. That's what he that was his morning routine. Letting it fly. Wow. Now, some people say it had gotten so bad. That they started carrying an umbrella when they walked past the the, uh, the the building. A pee umbrella, Big J, you had to have in order to walk by this building in downtown Atlanta. That seems like it's crazy talk. Like, wouldn't you mean, like, talk to somebody so that you don't have to take a pee umbrella with you if you're going for a walk, right? Yeah. Fortunately, police a have put umbrella. a stop to it uh, by finally placing him under arrest. How did they do it, Big J? Surveillance operation. Because, you know, part of the deal is it's been getting complaints for a while. They're like, hey, man, Mercedes keeps walking on his balcony and peeing on everybody below. It's getting weird. It's a daily thing. But the police would go up to him and go, I'm not doing that. That ain't me. Maybe it's somebody else, but it ain't me. So he denied the allegations, which is why they set up a camera and tried to get video evidence of it. And guess what? It worked. Sure enough, for two days in a row, they caught Mercedes New walking out on his balcony, naked as a jaybird, and just letting it rain on the people below. But rain with urine, you understand? Right. So now he's in, rain. He is in jail for multiple charges, including public indecency. I'm not sure if there's an actual charge for urinating on people, but I'm guessing it's all tied into that public indecency charge. But good to know that you need a pee umbrella, maybe a pee poncho if you're going to go walk by. But the question remains why it took so long for people for, for this to get a, get a stop put to it. I'm not sure why. Also, once the cops talk to you, maybe stop. Right. They're on to you, bro. I mean, change your plan. <laughs> Generally, they usually have that evidence before they talk to you, but, you know. You're right. I mean, you would think, you. I mean, even if you had to get away with it, that has to, like, put the fear of God in you. go, man, I really need to stop peeing off my balcony. People know it's yeah. me. Yeah, like, I'd they get it. Feel some shame at that point and go get some help. 
I'm just, I, that's the, I've, I've hit rock bottom. That's I'm part of like this. We're going to hell adventure. I'm trying to figure out what you possibly could get out of it. I mean, is there a feeling of power because like you're urinating on other people and like you feel like you're better than them because you're living in a skyscraper and you're you're urinating on the the the, the ne'er do wells down below? I don't know. I don't know. But it didn't work, and now he's in jail. I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told Big J ten years ago. Everybody, stop peeing on people. You understand? Yeah. Enough. It's enough. All that. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your "We're Going to Hell" story. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Doctors have used BMI before. Big J, you're familiar with the concept, right? No, I hate it. I don't want to know anything about it. Body mass index. It's like been my worst enemy in my entire life. It's been used for over 200 years to kind of determine if somebody is healthy or not. But some experts say, Big J, it's time to ditch it all the way. Get on out of here. It's time to die. Because uh, by going by DMI charts alone, people like Dwayne The Rock Johnson are obese. Yeah, fatty. So is Vin Diesel and Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that kind of stuff. But listen, man, they're in peak physical condition. This is because BMI can't distinguish between muscle and fat distribution. That's one of the big problems against it. Now, listen, that's not the problem <laughs> that you have with BMI, I believe, right? It's not it, like it's confusing Yeah, no, it's it. the opposite problem. Yeah. Obesity is a medical diagnosis that should be based on the presence of health impl- impairments resulting from excess body fat, not simply stepping on a scale or pinching something for you to figure it out because BMI is actually a measure of size and not necessarily health. So something to keep in mind. So if you're dealing with BMI issues, maybe that's not all the problems that are going on, but they're thinking about getting rid of it, Big J, which would make you happy. Now, I don't think, you know, if they go to what they call waist-to-hip ratio is what the, the secondary side of this would be, I'm not sure the results would be any different, unfortunately. Uh, my favorite, though, is can you see your feet? <laughs> can you? No. Oh, no. Uh, so either, te- well, no matter what test they go to, Big J, it's not going to turn out well for you is what you're telling me. Right. The results are yeah. not going to be what you want. I got that. And some people have that issue. So it doesn't matter what they change the actual goal to. It's getting there that's the hard part. Cleveland beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last night, 29 to 17, and uh, it was looking. I was kind of cheering half-heartedly for another Browns collapse towards the end of the game, but that one didn't come. So credit to them for holding on to the victory and uh, securing a two-and-run record heading into week number four. Ravens have signed Jason Pierre-Paul for a one-year, 5.5 million dollar deal. He has been in the NFL for 12 seasons. Went to the Super Bowl with the Giants in 2012. And now he is back in the NFL. And I'm Yaduka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, will not be the head coach of the Boston Celtics this season. He has been suspended for violations of the team's code of conduct. Those of you that are interested in Confess Fletch, the movie starring John Hamm as the Fletch role, know that uh, director Greg Matola, uh, who, you know, you may be, this is another reason maybe why this movie may be interesting to you. You know Greg's past work, right? No. Uh, he's the gentleman that directed Superbad, and oh. he's got a couple of very good high-profile comedies underneath his belt, and he said that John Hamm was so committed to filming this movie and playing this role that he gave back 60% of his salary to help finance three extra days of filming so that they could get the movie on the screen that they wanted to get. So I wonder what that is. What is that equal to? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know what the budget of the film was, but you probably could break it down in that particular way. It's not. It's a limited release movie in theaters, so it's not a big budget film. That much is true. So I'm guessing, I mean, if 60%, maybe, I don't know, one, two million dollars, something like that. Man. I'm guessing that's how much it is to, it's for three days of filming in a Hollywood film movie and setting all that stuff and paying everybody and all that kind of stuff. So, John Hamm, hero of the film. I've heard good things. I haven't had a chance to see it myself. I know it's got a limited run this weekend. I know it's just streaming on Showtime, but I don't have Showtime. So, it might be a while before I see Confess Fletch. But no, hey, John Hamm seems like a good guy. Big J, agree or disagree? Yeah. Enough to get you to watch Mad Men? No. Enough to get you to watch Geico commercials that he's in? Yes. All right. We'll take what we can get. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, we got some uh, concerts coming to town. One of them is Trivium October 2nd out at the Rev Center along with Between the Barrier to Me and 
White Chapel. Going to be a great show. We'll get you set up with tickets for that if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Yo, yo, yo. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like these tickets to Trivium. Coming up in a couple of weeks. All you have to do is know a little bit about a particular gentleman whose birthday it is tomorrow. That's what we're going to focus on for Pop Culture Smackdown, at least the very beginning today. We'll see how you do collectively as a group. Hello, The X. Good morning to you, yours. Hello? Hello. Hello. Hello, The X. Hello. Hi. What's your name, please? April. April, you're up first. April, a Saturday is Bruce Springsteen's birthday. He turned 73 years old. Bruce Springsteen has a band named after a particular street. What letter street is Bruce Springsteen's band named after? April aborted. She had no interest in the uh, conversation about Bruce Springsteen. Could be difficult. Hello, the X. Or she's not okay. Hey, uh, we need to know what roadway gave Bruce Springsteen's band its name. It's a letter in the alphabet. Uh, Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Yeah. What letter in the alphabet is Bruce Springsteen's band named after? E. E is correct. Good job. Big J, Bruce Springsteen has a very authoritative nickname. What is it? The Boss. That is correct. Right. Back to you, sir. Uh, We need to know Bruce Springsteen had a 1982 album named after what United State? Is it Nebraska, New York, or West Virginia? Oh, wow. Um... West Virginia. West Virginia, no. That's West Virginia. That's John Denver. Hello, the X. What's going on? Hey, uh, we need to know uh, Bruce Springsteen had a 1982 album that came out that was named after what U.S. state? Is it Nebraska, New York, or West Virginia? Oh, um... Better go with New York. New York? No. Wrong. Not New York. Famously from New Jersey, but did not name his album after that. So now, by riot. process of elimination, you should know the correct answer. Hello, The X. Hi, how's it going? Good. We need to know what state lent its name to a 1982 Bruce Springsteen album. Was it Nebraska, New York, or West Virginia? Um. God, can you say those states again? Nebraska, New York, West Virginia. Uh, Nebraska. There you go. Nebraska is correct. Big J, Bruce Springsteen is also an Oscar winner because he wrote the music for what film that won him the Oscar? Um, Philadelphia. That is correct. Right. Good job. Back to you, sir. What is your name? Logan. Logan, uh, the Lord of the Rings saga was written by John Tolkien. In which initials? What initials is he best known by? J.K., J.R.R., or J.D.? Um, can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. The Lord, of the, Ring, the Lord of the Rings saga was written by John Tolkien. Which initials is he best known by? Is it J.R.R., J.K., or J.D.? Um, J.R.R. That is correct. Right. Big J, what other name is The Hobbit known by? The Days of Wine and Roses, The House of the Rising Sun, or There and Back Again? House of the Rising Sun? House of the Rising Sun is a five-finger death punch song, not what The Hobbit is known by, also technically by the animals. But the correct answer is There and Back Again. God, it's a journey, Big J, you understand? (laughs) I don't. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up for tickets to go check out Trivium between the Barry to Me and Whitechapel on the 2nd of October. Please hold tight. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go. Good job, Logan. Morning good after. Good job to me. With Nick and Big J. Good job, Big J. Thanks. Other than the last question, you did a great job. We are going to talk lounge at the end of the universe. That's happening next in the X Rock. That is Bush. Chemicals between us here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Another awesome weekend happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. If you don't know, it is the place to go for comedy here in the Treasure Valley. And it's nice to welcome into the studio Michael Glatzmeyer, who is out there this weekend at the lounge at the end of the universe. Good morning, Michael. How are you, Good man? Morning. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be back in Boise. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming back into town. We, we certainly appreciate you popping by early as well. We know that's not part of the comedy uh, hours that you usually oh, yeah. keep, but thank you. <laughs> I'm not like other comics. I actually 
actually wake up around 5 a.m. every day. Why? So wow. I, wow. I, I, I grew up with four older brothers, and my mom did a lot of farming in the backyard and okay. stuff. So, you know, she didn't have five boys for no reason. She had us out there pulling weeds at 5 in the morning. So oh, man. Now, man, now hard habit to break. Well, huh? Now you're an adult. Yeah. You can sleep in, right? Yeah, I forget that, though, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I wish I, I could. I forget that I'm in my 30s now and I can do what I yes, want. Yes, you are allowed. My mom's a scary woman, though, so I feel like she's just still there somewhere. Fair enough. To jump out of a closet and be like, I gotcha. <laughs> Michael joins us in studio. He is out of the lounge at the end of the universe. Uh, had a show last night. He's got a show tonight and tomorrow night as well, correct? Yes. Wonderful. Loungeboise.com is where you can grab tickets. And, Michael, you have a kind of unique spin on your comedy. You do uh, what's known as musical improv mm-hmm. at part of your set. Well, let's get started with the musical side of things. When did you know that that was something that you were good at and you had a talent to do that kind of stuff? So I actually started playing guitar at eight years old. And, uh, you know, I strumming and my father was at work and I was playing his guitar and he, he walked in. I thought I was actually going to get in trouble because yeah. uh, we weren't supposed to touch his stuff. And he saw <laughs> me creating songs upstairs and making them up so he tried to teach me how to play and actually play songs and ever since i was a kid i never wanted to learn i couldn't remember any songs i couldn't do that um and then they slowly learned that i had um learning disabilities i just had troubles you know processing and memorizing sure. and stuff so a lot of what i do on stage is because of that so when i'm performing i'm able to look at people in the audience find out what they do for a living and easily start creating multiple songs on the spot that's awesome yeah, so it's it it's a incredible. form of improv that you kind of learned early on but uh when it came to like music and writing is it just is that also something that comes to you organically when you're able to just kind of come up with a riff or something like that uh yeah um well the the whole music part everything is 100 percent improvised i do have about 20 25 minutes to stand up that i do within it uh but then the rest of it is improvised um and then the stand-up is where i go into more about being in special ed and being the youngest of five boys and everything but the music nothing is planned the riffs aren't planned um you know i will usually like pluck a string and be like oh that sounds good and then go off that riff right. and uh, it's very weird you kind of see my face get into it and then people i kind of afterwards don't remember anything i do people be like hey man that was really funny the song you sung about onions and i'm like i don't remember what i said <laughs> that sounds familiar i feel like you and i could be best friends yeah people actually show up sometimes to my shows uh if they come back with a shirt that will say something that i sung about them like this guy and his wife uh his shirt said bearded man and his wife uh wife shirt said married to bearded man yeah and i guess i sung him a song about his like giant beard and i did not remember oh, <laughs> at all. but i just nodded she's like remember this yeah. remember this I was like yeah i was hilarious oh, i love it did great you made shirts <laughs> Ho- hopefully they didn't ask me to play it again yeah <laughs> <laughs> there are no repeat performances uh michael glatzmeyer joins us in studio improv is an acquired skill man i mean that is something that people either can do or can't i mean it's a it's a practice that you can learn but it's something that either you're really good at or you have to work on you're very good at it is that also always something that came naturally to you when it comes up to that kind of stuff well i think i got better and better people don't realize i mean we're improvising right now sure every everything every day the the reason why i hate to say this word but suck at improv some people it's not that they do it's that we over think it when somebody says hey improv right now people go oh i have to make up stuff on the spot but then you're like no you you do it every single day so when you can relax and just say oh i do this already then it's something that makes it easier for you Makes sense, makes sense, and you are good at it. Loungeboise.com is where you can go to see tickets to Michael's shows both tonight and tomorrow night. So you you know you grow up farming with your mom in the yeah. backyard, <laughs> yeah. you're getting up early, you're you're learning to play guitar. When do you decide comedy is the path that yeah. I want to go to? Oh, I was actually, I was in high school. I was on the uh, steps. I used to actually uh, roast people with my songs okay. when they walked by. <laughs> <laughs> that could be risky. That could be a risky move, Michael. Yeah, yeah. People, not when you sing it. When you just talk a yeah, roast yeah. and make fun of people, for some reason, it's very messed up. But then when you're like singing it, like, you don't look great today. People are like, you're right. I don't look great today. So I used to sit on the steps and my, my theater teacher was like, hey, you should come do theater. I was like, no, those people are losers and then i got into theater and i i enjoyed it and i realized 
I just wanted to perform and I wanted to mix the two, like my comedic style with theater. So once I graduated, I went to do an open mic right away and try it out. And I didn't know music is what I should do. I actually walked in being like, I'm going to be a stand-up comic. I got on stage for the first time. I'm so nervous. I said, hey, my name's Michael Glatzmeyer. I forgot my set and walked off stage. And yeah. people, people thought I was doing like an Andy Kaufman bit. They, right. they, they thought this guy is a genius. Yeah. And uh, after that, uh, I ended up becoming uh, doing what I did actually because uh, another comic did not show up for his gig. And at that time, I only had five minutes of stand up. And the club owner said, Hey, I need you to headline tonight. Oh, Ooh, damn. Man. And so that's my first time that I ended up creating, you know, 45 minutes worth of music on the spot. And the audience loved it. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm, I was 21 at the time. Incredible. Um, and usually that's that's a scary thing to be sure. told when you're new to comedy. Yeah, it's so. an amazing story, though, and really, really cool. And, and so you get a great mix of stand-up and musical improv when you see Michael, which is why we recommend him. And now you're on the road, you're doing this on the regular, but you're international as well. You're not just doing stuff in the States. And what's comedy like overseas or in another country? Oh, it, it, it's really cool. It's kind of weird, though, because they do, like, intermissions, too. Like, that's not a big thing you usually do in stand-up here. We don't do a lot of intermissions. And then... Um, and this is not far overseas. I just got back from doing Portugal and Spain. But then even like in Canada, some of the places in Canada, the host is more important than a feature. So in here in the States, you have your host. Usually people don't, you know, they go, oh, the host. Yeah. And then you get to the feature. People love the feature. And then you have your headliner. Over there, it's like the in Canada, the host sometimes is a person who has more time than a feature because they want the person who's hosting to be so good. So if the feature bombs, they can come back up gotcha. and lift the audience back up. So, so as like a host, are you doing like short tens like in between or yeah, even fives? Uh, or? The, uh, one time I did it in Canada, first time I got a host to show, they had me do 15 up front and then 10 in between the gotcha. feature and then the feature only did like 15 10 15 so you're getting a majority of the time with the host kind of a thing okay that's oh, yeah. cool and then every show you know open mics here sometimes you do open mics where there's only three people in the audience here we went to portugal and every open mic was packed yeah like crazy like just every single one and it's not just comedians wives and right <laughs> right stuff like that but uh, it was it's a it was a really cool experience to have that's awesome. I, I yeah. love the fact that you can pull this off in, in other countries. And I mean, it, language barriers, is it difficult to kind of overcome that kind of thing? Or are you just doing your thing and whoever's there is enjoying it or not? Yeah. Um, so the people who go out to the comedy shows usually, you know, there's a little language barrier. Uh, and so I, I kind of change words to, you know, things that usually everybody who would understand who knows a basic you know language mm -hmm. um but everybody who's going to those shows are usually like english you know english comedy and portugal so people who are going there usually have some what of some kind of knowledge to that and in your world i imagine music can be a pretty good equalizer as yeah. well you know oh, i mean yeah. you have that element to your act because if so. they don't laugh at least they dance this is good <laughs> uh it, it's the language barrier though thankfully when we're in portugal and stuff like that my wife you know she speaks a little spanish and spanish uh they, a lot of people there know spanish uh but when we we're in china we had to completely like learn how to communicate with you know, people not yeah. know how to. And my wife, one time, she needed some eggs, and she didn't know how to tell the lady she needed some eggs, and she did the most beautiful thing ever. She grabbed her fist, she tucked them into her armpit, <laughs> and started balking at this little Chinese lady. Nah, and she great. didn't understand what the lady still didn't understand. So my wife decided to get up. She squatted down and mimed pulling an egg out while she's still balking at this lady. And the lady's like, oh, I'm going to go get you eggs. I know what you mean now. And also, you're crazy. Crazy. And right. I'm little, at that time, though, it was beautiful. I was like, oh, she's so good at charades. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to win at every dinner party. I love it. I love That's it. Awesome. That's fantastic. Michael Glatzmeyer joins us in studio. Tonight, tomorrow night, still some shows left for you at the lounge at the end of the Universe Lounge. Boise is where you can grab tickets. Uh, you got to drive our comedy special that people can yep. check out. You've got some great content on your socials. Where's the best place people can chase that down online? Yeah, if you guys go, if you can spell Michael Glatzmeyer, uh, <laughs> go, go uh, check me out on Facebook and, and dry bar so I'm, I'm going to be doing a whole new tour coming up too and everything so uh, everything I do on there is just completely improvised so 
go on there, tell me what to sing about, and then I'll create some songs. Love it. Nice. And uh, better yet, go check them out in person this weekend at the Lounge of the End of the Universe. Uh, bring your own t-shirts and then write down what he writes so that maybe he can remember it next time around. <laughs> and you guys will have a good time out there at the Lounge Boise. Michael, thank you for coming in, man. We appreciate oh, it. It's good to meet you, you brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, Morning bet. After with Nick and Big J. Stories that were lost in the shuffle. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Dennis Dillon Power Sports. Hey, man, that's where we're going to be broadcasting live tomorrow from 11 to 1. You should come out to 6772 West Targhee in Boise because Jason Drew is going to be out there broadcasting live from Dennis Dillon RV Power Sports because it's a Coach for Kids fundraiser, man. Stop by, bring a coat for a donation, relieve a complimentary uh, skill review in the process, and all proceeds will benefit local charities. So it's a great way to give a little bit back to the community, hang out and win some stuff from us, and get some cool stuff from Dennis Dillon Power Sports. So join us tomorrow, 11 to 1, Jason Drew broadcasting live from there. That's something really cool, man. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Not a smart excuse. Chrissy, wake up and move over, Tommy Lee. Chrissy, wake up! The world just took in Stranger Things' fourth season on Netflix. That was an epic two-part season that pits the kids against Vecna, Big J. The show's baddest villain yet. I don't have to tell you. You watched the whole damn series. Loved it. But you remember early on in the the show when Joyce was messing around with Christmas lights to help communicate with her son. Yes, And Eleven. Yeah, exactly. They had to spar with a Demogorgon. Well... This may take you back because the buyer's house seen in the early seasons of the show is a real home in Fayetteville, Georgia, and now it's on sale. You can buy the buyer's house from season one of Stranger Things. Three bedrooms, two baths, listed on Zillow for about $300,000. They say it's the perfect business opportunity for somebody to come in, buy the place up, and then turn it into an Airbnb, a Stranger Things-style Airbnb, yeah. and just watch the money rake it. Basically. And it comes with a demigorgon. Uh, Yes, and Christmas lights, I imagine. And an upside-down world. The home pops up in at least five separate times in the show's first episode, and then it also comes back a few times in season two and season three, so there's some value attached to it. And the question is, how many people want to travel to Fayetteville, Georgia, which kind of is in the middle of nowhere, just to be a part of Stranger Things? And I'm guessing, listen, it'll probably come and go as far as popularity is concerned, but I bet you'd make some money doing it, right? Yeah. I don't know how that Airbnb stuff works. I don't know how much of it you keep and how much goes to Airbnb, so you might have to have some bookings. But listen, man, if anything you have found out is that Americans are obsessed with pop culture and want to try to find a way to be as close to that as possible. So maybe think about it as an investment, Big J. You're made of money. No, I don't think so. Not a smart excuse or move over, Tommy Lee. Move over, Tommy Lee. We don't have one of these in the Treasure Valley, much to my chagrin, but I've told you before on the air and have uh, sung the praises of a restaurant called Schlotsky's. You're familiar with it? Schlotsky. I thought we had one for a period of time. In here in the tre- It must yeah. have been before I moved here oh, in yes. 2007. But uh, Schlotsky's is a deli slash restaurant that has fantastic sandwiches. And now they are going on OnlyFans, Big J, and they are proud of it. Uh, They have decided to have a partnership with the uh, brand new uh, website, and they have come up with something called the Bare Naked Pizza. It basically is a $5 sourdough pie topped off with nothing but garlic and butter. It's Bare Naked Pizza. It's available at Schlotsky's locations through the end of the month for National Pizza Month, but they're using OnlyFans to help advertise it and get the word out about it because, you know, OnlyFans naked, you get the count correlation. Yeah. Uh, doesn't uh, uh, Listen, as much as I enjoy Schlotsky's, I have my favorite sandwich there that I'll get every time I go because they don't go enough to mix it up, but I appreciate their... I guess, creativity and not being afraid to lean into some adult-type situations. Big J, credit where credit is due. Yeah. And we'll wrap it up with not a smart excuse. In February 15th of this year, a UK woman was leaving a restaurant when a bystander noticed that she appeared to be hammered. And so when the police got to her home, she had quite a story. The officers entered the property and, property and immediately smelled alcohol, which is never good. So the police asked her if they, uh, if she drove home from the bar, and she said she did not. Her dog Lily drove home from the bar. Now, How old's Lily? Uh, Lily's 18, a dog. 19? No, oh. Lily's a dog. A dog? Yeah, not her daughter. A dog. Lily. Uh, she says that her three-year-old cocker spaniel was the one that drove the car home from the bar and got into an accident. 
Uh, they cannot prove that that's the case. Either way, uh, either she was drunk and got into an accident or she let her dog drive her car and got into an accident. Uh, that does not get you out of a bunch of crimes, however, if you admit to letting dog your dog Scooby drive. Does Scooby-Doo? I don't Jeez. know. I don't think so. I'm guessing that she thought that maybe her blaming it on the dog would get her out of trouble, but that is not what happened. In fact, it just got her into more trouble. So, reminder, don't use... You can use the dog ate my homework, but not the dog drove my car excuse. Yeah. That's not going to be very Those far. paintings of the dogs playing pool are fake. You're talking about poker, right? No, it's also poker. pool. I don't it's think also, I've ever seen the oh, pool. Really? Yeah, just the poker ones. But I understand what you're saying. Dogs don't have the cognitive ability to do that, is what you're saying. They can't even hold cards, let alone I'm appeal. Saying, you know, they got four legs, so it's and, they, and it's not in a right proportion for them to be able to use the pedals. And I mean, I don't think I need to go into more detail. And <laughs> you have. But you know, I mean, it would just be awkward for them to be able to drive. You're saying logistically you've got a problem yeah. with the excuse, not yeah. necessarily uh, an intelligence. I think you could train them to do it if their bodies would allow it. Listen, dogs can do a lot of stuff. Maybe driving is one of them. But I would trust them on a golf cart before I would a vehicle. Agree or disagree, Big J? <laughs> Agreed. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your bad impressions. They're happening next on the X Rocks. J on 100.3, the X. Yeah, bad impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location there next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we got tickets for you. Candlebox. Oh, man, it's going to be a great show. Uh, also coming with them, the Glorious Sons and Aaron Jones. So not messing around for that show, which is taking place at Expo Idaho Grandstands, thanks to Idaho Concerts. So uh, let's look for that. You just need to figure out bad impressions here this morning to get these tickets. I'll give you our phone number. It's 208-287-1003. That's the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. Now they're all revolving around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those allotted amount of clues. Next thing you know, you're going to a show on the 1st of October. To the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? Jeremiah. All right, Jeremiah, you're up first. Good luck. I've made a pretty good living as the voice of the Joker in the DC Universe. Next one. You know when Darth Vader said, Luke, I'm your father. He was talking to me. I'm Luke. And last one. Big J clearly didn't have a third clue. Uh, Yeah, I didn't really have a a third clue. Uh, I was the voice of Chucky. He was not the voice of Chucky. Well, yeah, in Child's Play, he was the voice of Chucky. Uh, in the new one? Yes. Okay, then I'll stand corrected. I thought you were talking about the original movies. I'm going to pass on that one. I, don't even, I haven't even seen the new one. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, about, the Star Wars thing didn't help you out? Yeah. The only one I think of is Harrison Ford, but I don't think he played Chucky. Nope, he didn't. No, he didn't. You're right. You should have seen my face. <laughs> I, was, I could see the panic when you're like, he didn't get it after Clue 2? Oh, no. Hello, the X. Hey. hey, man, did you hear Big J's two clues? Mark Hamill. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Mark Hamill oh, is correct. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those candlebox <sighs> tickets. Uh, why is Mark Hamill in the news? Hey, Saturday? Saturday is no Saturday is his birthday. How do you think Mark Hamill is going to be? Um, is he in his 60s? I'm going to say 62. 70 years old. What? Yeah, Mark Hamill, 70 years old. And uh, still working, still doing a lot of voice work. Um, but he, uh, he he made an appearance in The Sandman, that TV show you like so much. He Nick, did. As uh, Merv Pumpkinhead. Yep, he was the voice of Merv Pumpkinhead. And uh, there's a couple other things that uh, he's uh, working on. So... He, what, what commercials did I just see him pop up in? He's doing some sort of commercials as well. I saw during football last yeah, week. Yeah, are they are they Geico commercials? They're don't we uh, already? I already messed up the insurance uh, yeah, you're, one you're earlier. Right. Today. Um, it could very well be, but uh, I'm glad to see him working again. And I'm also guessing that he will pop up a Mandalorian again in some way, shape, or form. Please, Lord, in, let in us have a, de- a, a slowly de-aged because it's your favorite thing. Uh, no, th- listen, they make that look okay. Uh, but yes, the aging in other places is a real issue. But they do a pretty good job with it, mostly because they stay far enough away where you're not, yeah. like, you know, really being critical to it. But I have no problem with what they did listen, with Luke Mark and Mark Hamill's Mando. been to town. He's hung out here a couple times. Yeah, we're best friends. So, no, we've never met him. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Quiet. It makes us look a lot cooler. We're going to wrap up the show here next in the X-Rocks. <laughs> 
Solid way to wrap up a Friday, if you ask me. That is Motionless and White. That is Masterpiece here on 100.3 The X Rocks. Pretty good description of the show, Big J. Masterpiece made of our mistakes. Yeah. And we have put together another five solid days of that. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you again to our friend Michael for popping by and talking about his shows at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. LoungeBoise.com if you want to see some great stand-up and musical improv comedy. This weekend is a great place to do it. Another reminder, we got ourselves a half price friday going on right now at xrock.com there's about 35 or so certificates left to wapa cafe which is great authentic puerto rican cuisine 25 dollars will get you 50 for half price friday right there at the front page of xrock.com so if you want great puerto rican food and oh by the way a way that you can help out in puerto rican relief as hurricane maria continues to yeah. devastate that area it's a great way to do that as well and get some great food so check it out xrock.com half price friday is going on now we did food, food looks great. I just bought one. Big J actually yeah. purchased a half price Friday certificate, so you know it's gonna look good. So check it out for yourself. You will not be sorry. Qualified somebody for the Aftershock Festival this morning, too. Felt good to do that. Two more yeah. chances today before Adam draws that grand prize winner for that VIP trip. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. I'm so excited. My uh, family is back in the United States safely in Los Angeles. Now they just got to make their way back here to the Treasure Valley, Yeah, Yep, and so uh, that'll be exciting. The last week, I really have not... Uh, I'm nobody to tell me what to do. Yeah, you're just and, wandering around the wilderness yeah, lost. Yeah, after 10 years of marriage, uh, I just I didn't know what... I don't know what to do. What did so. you do with yourself this week? A lot of nothing. In fact, I was super depressed. I've been super de- depressed all week. Oh, you're lonely. Yeah, I'm lonely, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, the it seems like sometimes, you know, your strengths, uh, uh, when, when they're not there anymore, and my strength is definitely my family. Like, you know, we're pretty close when we're at home. Uh, without them being there, I just, some of the other, you know, insecurities and things I have slip into my mind more easily. So, well, what a treat. Thank you. <laughs> For that well i'll be back on my game come monday <laughs> okay i felt insecure all week like me and james hetfield had something in common you know so uh i'll feel much better about myself monday so there you go you happy now no not really morning after with oh. nick and big j we will see you guys on monday you have a good weekend it's the x rocks you know- the Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.